Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. This is Dr. Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here uh, with you from Rapid City, South Dakota, in the beautiful Black Hills out at Terra Sancta Retreat Center. And we are fanning the flames as we do on every first Friday of the month. I am with you and we are focused on Holy Spirit related materials as he leads and guides. So today our theme is about uh, following the star. We're very close to kind of the official epiphany on January 6th, although we we celebrated it in church on Sunday. But I thought it would be interesting to look at um, how everyday people have very Holy Spirit-inspired journeys. So I have to tell you, um, I'll give you a little sneak preview of the whole program as we begin today. This very first part, I will be joined. Um, we actually had a plan for three wise women, but we will just have two wise women on the first segment. On the second segment, I will introduce you to Dr. Carol Brown, who is the director of Terrasanca. No, not of Terra Sancta. I'm at Terra Sancta. She is the director of Sioux Spiritual Center, which is out near Plainview, South Dakota, out on the prairie, a beautiful place. And the third part of our program today uh, will be here with Father Ed, who has a very different story of how he became a priest. And so uh, you'll get to hear about that. Um, but I would like to start us off, I always like to bookend the program with a prayer. So I would like to begin with a little prayer that is called The Will of God. And the author of this is Rebecca Nolt. Rebecca says, The will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you, where the arms of God cannot support you, where the riches of God cannot supply your needs where the power of God cannot endow you. The will of God will never take you where the Spirit of God cannot work through you, where the wisdom of God cannot teach you, where the arms of God cannot protect you, where the hands of God cannot mold you. The will of God will never take you where the love of God cannot enfold you, where the mercies of God cannot sustain you, Where the peace of God cannot calm your fears. Where the authority of God cannot overrule for you. The will of God will never take you. Where the comfort of God cannot dry your tears. Where the word of God cannot feed you. Where the miracles of God cannot be done for you. And where the omnipresence of God cannot find you. So with that prayer to help bookend our program, I would like to start out by introducing our very first guest. So Teresa Curley is here with us from, um, she is the listener relationship coordinator for Real Presence Radio in eastern South Dakota, and she's here with us from Sioux Falls this morning. 
Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm a little bit cold, but I guess that's to be expected in Sea Falls in South Dakota in the winter. So. <laughs> so what's the temperature out there today? It's negative two or something like that. All so right. I guess it could- it could be colder, so I'm grateful. <laughs> Great. So I hope you have some coffee there or something to keep you warm. I do. It's my third cup. So <laughs> All right. And I'm, I'm working on cup number three also. <laughs> All right. I wanted to, Teresa, um, why don't you go ahead and, and tell everybody, just give give our listeners a little snapshot about yourself, if you would, and then I'll, I'll tell them about how this part of the program got planned. Yeah, for sure. So I'm a country girl. I grew up on a small farm in South Carolina. I was homeschooled with a really strong family of faith. Um, And then I went to college for a short time up in New Hampshire, and I felt like the Lord was leading me to do some missionary work up in Massachusetts. So I was there for two years, and then I moved back home around COVID. Then I moved to Wyoming. (laughs) I was working out there just kind of on a search for Catholic community. And then I ended up joining Real Presence Radio last August. So it's been a little bit of a roller coaster, um, five states in four years. <laughs> it's, it's been a fun adventure. <laughs> Definitely. And I think it's always a fun adventure when we are really radical about serving the Lord, which, Teresa, I know you are. Um, and for our listeners, I just got to know Teresa for the first time in middle December when we all went to a staff meeting up in Fargo, North Dakota together. And we had a delightful time both to and from. I was very grateful <laughs> to be with Teresa and with Heather Caro, who is our program director. And, um, Heather was actually supposed to be here with us today, but she's ill. So prayers go out to Heather. And I, did kind of double check with her yesterday, but we're going to kind of include her in this this morning in our first half hour. So as we drove back from North Dakota, I was sharing with Teresa and Heather a little bit about what my plans were for the program today. And we ended up engaging in this conversation that was so interesting that I thought it would be fun to share pieces of it with you all. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. 
Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. So we were talking about the three wise men, and uh, scholars believe that they were probably astrologers or astronomers. Um, They were actually the first Gentiles to believe in the Lord, which is fun to think about. And it's also just fun to think about them seeing that star for the first time. Um, What inspired them to leave and follow the star, which I think we're all challenged in that. Are we following the star? And fun to think Mm -hmm. about what their journey was like. Um, What was their first glimpse of the baby Jesus and the Holy Family like? Um, Finally... I like to think about how they were changed in the process. You know, what did that Mm. encounter with our Savior um, do for them and for their lives? I I imagine it was (laughs) life-changing. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it had to to be life-changing. So today we're going to, you know, as we hop in the car and uh, do this talking together... Um, We're going to look a little bit, Teresa, at your journey, um, as well as I'll interject a few things of mine, and we will also talk a little bit about Heather's journey also. Um, And to introduce Heather to you, Heather Caro, I actually first met um, when I was working for the Catherine of Siena Institute, I would do telephone interviews with people who did their called and gifted program, which is about um, learning about your gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I actually knew Heather's mom, Linda, and um, we got connected up for me to do Heather's interview. So that was quite a way to meet someone to just dive right into their spiritual life. Um, yeah. so I won't be sharing any details there. I promise if Heather is listening, I don't want her worrying there. We want her to get better. <laughs> so one of the things that we were talking about in the car was these journeys of faith and uh, you know, the inspiration for the journey. So mm-hmm. as we all kind of decided together, it really just takes that single, small, grace-filled step in the right direction. And I, it, it makes me think of in Scripture where the River Jordan, it parted 
only after they put their foot in the water. So sometimes Mm. we have to take that leap and do something that actually seems just totally irrational and put that foot in the water in order for God to do the next step that he wants to do, which in that case was part the waters. And the other thing that we talked about in the car, which was kind of fun, um, in a healing ministry that I was involved in years ago, the founder talked about how we have to have momentum. And he talked about like if you had a big ocean-going vessel, you wouldn't be able to steer it unless the vessel was moving forward. So you won't, we need that forward momentum in order to actually change direction. Oh, I love that analogy. Um, a priest, a few years ago at Stephenville Conference, he said something about the Holy Spirit of momentum that has always stuck with me. And what he said was, the Holy Spirit is momentum. And so if you're in a spot in life that you're starting to feel comfortable that you know what you're doing, you're satisfied with what's going on around you, then something's wrong. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is calling you to take a step forward and do something else or do something more. You know, it might not be something radically different. It could just be reaching out to a person at your parish, or it could be radically different. It could be moving to a different country. But whatever it is, the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to be comfortable. He wants you to keep moving forward. Right, right. And and you certainly have experienced that, Teresa, with with your moves, especially in those last five years. And uh, we'll, we'll also hear quite a bit about that changing direction from our second guest, from Dr. Carol Brown, has a great story on that. And I so totally agree with you that we're not meant to be left in our comfort zone. I... Uh, heard a speaker years ago who was just delightful, and his name is Graham Cook, and he did this funny little phone conversation thing where he pretended to be talking to a friend of his, and, you know, he's asking, oh, what's going on with you? And the friend goes, oh, life is great, and la-da-da, you know, he's doing all these self-centered things, and (laughs) he was sharing that with Graham Cook, and Graham Cook said back to him, he said, oh, I'm so sorry. And he really took the person aback. But but he was so sorry because if you're living a radical life for the Lord, um, yeah, life might not be smooth like you're talking about, Teresa. Mm, yeah, it's so true. I, I love what you said yesterday when we were talking is that you need to um, actually take the training wheels off in order to ride the bike. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes I feel like we can get just comfortable with the trading wheels because you know you can get along just fine. You're not going to tip over. Um, but, of course, I have a fine one to talk. I was 11 when I learned how to actually ride a bike. <laughs> so the Lord's still working in me. But, yeah, at the point of life is it to keep on the training wheels. And yes. I've noticed this a lot kind of in my generation specifically, and I'm sure it's every generation, but um, I have had experience with a lot of young people who are still like living with their parents or satisfied with whatever job they're getting or they want to get married, but they're not going out and meeting anybody or they're not working on themselves and making themselves be a person who's desirable to marry. So they're just waiting for life to fall in their lap. And I don't think the Holy Spirit wants that, you know? 
you need to take the step and you need to walk out in faith. Um, I, I remember, like, just for a long time, I was discerning a bunch of things and was scared to make a move. And my older brother was like, you know what, Teresa, you have free will, so walk ahead and look around. Like, keep discerning God's will, but do something. Keep moving. Yes, yes, I love that. You know, and I love, like, part of Heather's story, I love how God can move us from one thing to another as long as we stay open and willing to our call Mm. changing. So when she was sharing about training in interior design, that that's what she went to school for, Um, and then, of course, she ends up being our program director at Real Presence Radio, that's kind of a leap. But when I was in prayer the other day, I was really thinking about that, and I thought, well, how amazing that the Lord had her designing those physical spaces early in her life. And at this juncture in her life as program director, she's really designing these spiritual spaces, you know, where she's Mm. helping make that possible. So it is just delightful to see what the Lord can do in our lives. And we just have to just have to stay open, don't we, Teresa, so that we're not too wrapped up in our own ideas. I know in my own life, I was was an academic for years and years, and um, had I I got a fairly dramatic call from the Lord uh, to change direction, and I'm grateful that I listened because my life has taken a total different trajectory that seems actually really irrational to a lot of people who (laughs) love me dearly and that I love dearly. But, you know, God keeps showing me. He puts me exactly where he wants me to be. And I love this adventure. It is Mm. the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's always an adventure with the Holy Spirit, that's for sure. (laughs) Yes, yes. Then this, the second part that we talked about is how important it is on these spirit-led journeys that we have a deep relationship with the Trinity, with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because it's all about being a disciple first. You know, you look at the disciples that followed Jesus, and, you know, they followed him and learned from him those three years And then they had the upper room experience, that Pentecost experience of receiving power from on high, you know, which was so apparent in the early church. It was so amazing. All the healings and miracles and, you know, the thousands of people coming to the Lord in a day. Um, So, but without that relationship, you know, I I think sometimes people want, the hoopla. They want all the gifts Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. You know, they want the power of God, but they're not willing to do the the daily really being with the Lord in a powerful way. So Mm. it's it's kind of fun to think about, you know, since we just finished the Christmas season, you know, both Mary and Joseph must have had an amazing relationship with the Lord. You know, think about the Annunciation, and I think about, you know, was Mary in prayer when Gabriel appeared to her? You know, I think we kind of think Mm. that that's the case. And then Joseph, (laughs) who had to be tuned in enough to really pay attention to the Lord to take Mary um, as his bride. 
and, you know, to leave and go to Egypt when they needed to do that. Or I think of our other fathers in faith, like Abraham and Moses, you know, amazing Mm -hmm. people. Abraham asked to leave his home, uh, you know, when he was quite a bit older and to lead nations and to be the father of nations when it seemed so irrational. Um, And then, of course, I think about the apostles, you know, and, and Christ asked them to be missionaries to the ends of the earth, you know, at their time, which which they did. It's amazing. That's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and I think, at least for me, there can sometimes be a disconnect between those, like, radical followers of God in the Bible and how I'm living my present life. You know, you, like, read the book, and there's all these radical examples, and it's like, well, that's fine for them, but they're from the Old Testament. Like, that was so long <laughs> ago. Like, I'm not really called to do that, am I? I just need to go to daily mass, and I'm fine. And it's not true. Like, we have the Bible for a reason. That's what we're supposed to <laughs> Yes, yes. So, Teresa, what are your main ways of staying close to the Lord? How do you do that? How do you ha- keep enhancing your personal relationship with the Lord? Yeah, so a huge one for me is spiritual reading. Like, I need to always have a book on hand that I can just, Read and it can't just be any like good spiritual book. It needs to be something that really speaks to my heart and really forms my spirituality. That way, when I'm going throughout my day, I have something to like fodder on <laughs> all day. Like there's something in the back of my mind that I can just think about and relate. And then another thing that's really huge is beauty. The Lord speaks to me through beauty. And growing up in South Carolina, I was. I would go for a lot of long walks just for the whole afternoon and look at the fields and the woods. There were hundreds of acres behind our house of just woods and fields. So uh, it was very fruitful prayer time. And then ever since then, I've been living in cold climates. So in the summer, in the fall, totally fine, totally beautiful. But then in the winter, I'm like, okay, now what, Lord? I feel so desolate. And the Lord has kind of been showing me to embrace the grace of every season, so really to look for whatever that grace is, and a huge thing has been the Christ child, like I'll be, I don't know, out in the cold in the snow, and I'm like, okay, Lord, where are you? And I just imagine the Christ child walking with me in the snow, just taking delight in like the way he can see his breath in the air, and that's really been helpful for me, is beauty and just trying to see the grace of the moment, the grace of the season. I love that, Teresa. I think that is so, so important. You know, and I think that um, all of us have different ways that we draw close to the Lord, and and taking that time every day is just so essential. And again, mm. we do that in different ways. I'm like you. I actually love to get outdoors and to really pray as I walk and soak up God's beauty all around. I know my brother Pete used to always, who, who was a priest um, here in the Diocese of Rapid City, he used to always have his early morning hour of prayer time 
time with the Lord, which he just felt was essential in order to be able to do the mission that he was assigned in this world. Uh, mm. I also did a season uh, where I did the spiritual exercises in everyday life and did that hour a day of prayer for several years, found it a very, very powerful way of drawing close to the Lord and getting to know him even better. Mm, yeah, prayer is so underestimated sometimes, <laughs> but it's super important. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain today, we've all experienced some kind of loss, especially the death of a loved one. There's an opportunity for us to still help them, however, and I invite you to please visit our website, suicideandhope.com. If you have lost someone tragically, please enter their name. You do not have to put their full name. You can put initials or a first name or even a nickname. But I will personally pray for each and every person whose name is entered onto that website in memorial. I will also say a Mass every month for these people, imploring God's mercy upon the salvation of their soul. So there is no obligation, there is no cost. All we ask is that you bring your heart and the love that you have for your loved one to our site, list them there, and allow us to pray for them. Again, suicideandhope.com. Good day to every one of you who are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo, and I'm assigned at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. And one of the things that I have found in my assignment is that I wanted to become more friendly to get to know St. Joseph more. And one of the things in just in Joseph's name, J-O-S-E-P-H, if you take that name, Joseph is just. O, that he's obedient. S, that he was silent. E, that he's an example. P, that he was a parent, the parent, the foster parent of Jesus. And H, husband of Mary. What a wonderful thing to imitate this good, holy man that the Father in heaven chose for his foster father here on earth. And so, have a devotion to St. Joseph. Come to know him. Come to know his intercession as he brings us and leads us always ever more closely in a relationship with the Holy Family. In this season of giving, give a life-changing gift to yourself or someone you love. Give the gift of education. What better time than now to complete a bachelor's degree, earn a graduate degree, or tailor your education with a certificate from the University of Mary. With classes available online, in the evenings, or a combination of both, your degree at Mary will fit into your schedule. Give yourself the gift of a flexible, affordable education from Mary. Learn more at online.umary.edu. Online.umary.edu.
Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. I really want to thank my parents today for giving me the faith of Jesus Christ and teaching me the ways of prayer, praying over us uh, when we were sick, showing us uh, self-sacrifice. My father actually was a deacon, a permanent deacon in the church, and he would bring us along as kids because there were six of us kids, and he would bring us along to hospital visits or to work in the food shelf and doing all these various things for people in the community. And I learned ways of serving others through that, through watching my dad. And then my mom, she also was very self-sacrificial of herself. She wore the same pair of tennis shoes for about 10 years to show us that she didn't care about herself as much as the rest of us. And we got new shoes for every school year. We had all of what we needed and most of what we wanted. And the the Lord really provided a, a great example in my parents to show me the way to really Christian servitude and prepared me for the priesthood. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play. To which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Alexa-enabled devices. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. So this is Dr. Kathleen Kavorik, and we're back talking about spirit-led journeys. Um, I'm with Teresa Curley, who's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 
Teresa, we were moving into the next section where we were just talking a little bit about the discernment that's needed for the radical journeys. And um, part of part of what I think is really important is that we um, hear the Lord's voice clearly. And sometimes I, I'm a spiritual director and, you know, people will often be worried that they don't hear his voice clearly. So I thought we'd just talk for just a minute on how we hear his voice. Um, there are, I think the Lord uses all our senses and I think mm. that he's very, very individual with us. What? How does he speak to you, Teresa? Yeah, so kind of a motivating factor for me in everything is the idea of freedom and, like, what true freedom is. And so my, my picture is, like, that scene in The Sound of Music where she's, like, running around in the field, you know, kind of cheesy. But that's what I think of when I'm thinking of what freedom is. And so when I'm discerning something and I'm praying about it, um, if I reach a point in prayer where I just get this sense of freedom and kind of that image pops into my mind, then I know that it's from the Holy Spirit. I know that it's from the Lord. Yes, yes, that that is so perfect. Yeah, and I love that scene. I, I have that one myself, too, uh, where I see myself running down that Austrian mountainside and throwing my arms out and singing, The Hills Are Alive. Uh, <laughs> So I I love that. I I do encourage all our listeners to keep all your senses open to the Lord. And if you think you don't hear him, um I would challenge you because I think he speaks to all of us. Uh, for some it is through our sight, a vision like Teresa was talking about and um her whole probably when she's out Side, the sense of touch and smell all come together. Um, our hearing, I actually have a cousin who um, hears the Lord out loud. And she was surprised mm. once when her husband, my cousin Joe, was having major open heart surgery when she went through a little season where she didn't hear him audibly. And I, I told her she was so lucky. I have only heard the Lord audibly once or twice, and it's always been when he's been asking me something big he wants me to do. <laughs> so, and, and for others, there can just be a real felt sense of the Lord. Um, so stay tuned tuned, you know, pay attention, pay attention to how he's speaking to you. For some of you, you may even have the experience like I do of him, of the Lord just being humorous with you. He will speak to me in everyday signs and, you know, there'll be a license plate that says something about a question I had just thrown out to him or the answer will be on a billboard and I just laugh out loud because I totally know it's him and not just my imagination. So um, that is a, a true blessing. Absolutely. Like he speaks to us so uniquely in a way that he knows we can understand. Like if he showed someone else that license plate and answered their question, they, it might like they might not read the license plate or they might think it's just coincidence, but he knows that he can speak to you through that. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty it, awesome. It's, it's pretty delightful. That's for sure. Just a last little segment that I wanted to talk about uh, was a little bit about that discernment piece of hearing God's voice. And 
I think that there are a couple important things for people to remember that most of you listeners probably already know. Um, one of the things my dear brother Pete, who was the priest, who actually Pete had died in a, a plane wreck a number of years ago, and I want to share with you all, it's his birthday today. So I call it his Forever 50 birthday. Um, anyway... Pete would often help me with this discernment piece, and he just said, you need to look at your litmus test is always going to be, is there good fruit resulting from that decision or that experience? So look for that good fruit. Um, One of the keys of discernment is also, does your discernment line up with Scripture and church teachings? And in addition to that, I would add, does it? line up with your main vocation. I've actually seen some very good people um, who are married opt to spend more time at church in the chapel, and I I wonder if that's actually the best discernment that they've had. So uh, that's important to look at, too, is kind of the good, better, best. You know, what is the Lord calling you to. And if you're married, it's probably not to great neglect of your husband and children or wife and children, whichever the case might be. Um, He, of course, is always number one, but um, your main vocation is important in that discernment piece. I think the second Mm. key is, is that message, is it consistent with the mind and heart of God? And if we're not already disciples and we don't really know him and we're not in the word a lot, um, we might we might not be able to answer that question. So is that message consistent with the mind and heart of God? And then watching for long-term good fruit. That fruit in your life, it, it will have long-term implications, not just short-term. So those are just... Those are just things to consider in our discernment process overall. Anything else that you can think of, Teresa, to add to that? Yeah, um, a friend of mine shared with me a long time ago the four doors of discernment, which have shown to be pretty helpful in my life. Um, so the first one is, is this a good door? Um, so a lot of times it's yes, but if it's unhealthy for you or if it's against God's law, then it's an obvious no. And then, is it an open door? So if it's something like, if I am discerning whether to be an astronaut, well, that door is not really open to me for a ton of reasons, so it's a no. Um, (laughs) Is this a wise door? So is it something that will actually, like, use my gifts and my strengths and talents will lead me closer to Jesus? And then finally, is this a door that I want? So unless, like, I know for a fact that God is calling me there, if I don't actually want it, well, then I have free will, and I don't need to choose that. So that helps me a lot. It's really simplified. I love well, that. I, yeah. I love that. And in that last part, you know, do you want it? That makes me think of what I learned when I did the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. And they really talk about... Um, exploring those deep desires of our hearts. It needs to be Mm. purified desire, you know, because our deep desires are actually God-implanted desires when we really explore those. So that's, uh, I love that. Good door, open door, wise door, uh, do you want it? I will remember those four, too, from (laughs) Father Mike Schmitz. That's great. And, you know, we were talking about something yesterday about, going home by another way. Um, <laughs> yes. 
And I just loved that. You talked about um, holding your plans loosely and be ready to leave at a moment's notice. And it just made me remember what you were saying about how you never thought you'd end up back in the Black Hills, but you were so happy that you did. And I just thought that was a profound example of how the Holy Spirit works. Like, it's the unexpected, but it fulfills what you're desiring. Yes, I love it. And and again, a wonderful journey. Uh, God can surprise us and, and maybe, yes, take us where we don't even plan to go. Uh, and again, Teresa, it will be so interesting to see in your journey um, the things that God has next for you. But I think you are perfectly placed in eastern South Dakota, and I'm glad to have you with me manning the other side of the state. As, as, uh, oh, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Well, and wonderful to um, have the time to connect with you today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, thanks. Thank you for being here with us, Teresa. And to be continued, I trust that uh, you and Heather and I will have a number of other journeys together in the near future. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks. I'm, I'm going to end our section here before I introduce our next guest with a little prayer. Um, this is a reflection from the Magnificat from a couple years ago on the Solemnity of the Epiphany of the Lord. And I loved it, so I hope you uh, listeners will enjoy it too. It says, The Magi set out because of a deep desire which prompted them to leave everything and began a journey. It was as though they had always been waiting for that star. And that's from Pope Benedict XVI. Our response to the Father's offer of salvation is that of the Magi. To offer gold is to proclaim Christ's kingship. To offer incense is to adore his Godhead. And to offer myrrh is to acknowledge his mortality. And that's from St. Odilo of Cluny. Creation responds as well. When the king of heaven was born, the heavens knew that he was God because they immediately sent forth a star. The sea knew him because it allowed him to walk upon it. The earth knew him because it trembled when he died. The sun knew him because it hid the rays of its light. And that's from St. Gregory the Great. The manifestation of the Son of God to the world begs belief from us by which we will be led home by another way. <laughs> 